Classic Business with Michael Avery, sponsored by Alex Forbes, for insight, advice and impact. Well, mindful of the challenging economic times, uh, this year's budget seems to be quite kind to South Africans with no new major tax increases. Uh, well, I suppose one can say there was a more insidious tax increase because the brackets uh, were, were not uh, increased with inflation. But the fuel levy also remained flat and a one-year extension in the social relief of dist- distress grant. I think all of that announced um, uh, earlier today signals something of a, a decent balancing act. The biggest story Uh, Obviously, is that 150 billion rand withdrawal from the gold and foreign exchange contingency reserve account, the GFECRA, that we were chatting to Mpo Molopiana, chief executive uh, economist at Alex Forbes yesterday about. Mpo, you called it overall. uh, What were the highlights for you? Um, thanks, Marco. Yeah, I mean, I think yesterday we seems, you know, we were right on the money. Uh, we called it right, uh, you know, tapping Jafrekra valuation gains to reduce fiscal risks. Um, so that definitely certainly was the highlight of this budget. And as I also said yesterday, that it's going to be quite a challenging budget for the minister. But he seems to have struck, you know, a balancing act, if you think about it, because Overall, fiscal risks um, have reduced due to tapping the Jafranco evaluations. At the same time, he's provided, um, you know, he's made provision for wage increases, uh, extension of the social relief distress grant. And at the same time, there were no major tax increases. We said yesterday that, you know, it's unlikely that they're going to increase tax increase, um, increase tax in an election year. So, indeed, the fuel levy was unchanged. You know, the only thing is your sin taxes, so your excise duties on alcohol as well as tobacco, those uh, do go up. And uh, PIT brackets also unfortunately not adjusted for um, inflation. And that's how the minister was able to, you know, strike the balance. Yeah, and uh, raise that uh, 15 billion extra that he needs to, to plug a hole there. But uh, the the GFEC is an interesting one because some, and Davi Scholz has just tweeted, and I respect his political analysis, but I think he's got this just slightly wrong, Davi, with all respect. Given that our deficit is fueled by consumption, like public sector salaries um, and not on incremental new investment, think bridges and roads and ports, it's basically like taking your pension savings and hosting a massive party with it. I think he's partly right, but I would say it's more like taking some of your pension money early, maybe in like a two-part type system, to pay off that expensive credit card debt, which is not ideal, but it's also not fiscally irresponsible. How would you read the GFECRA solution? So for me personally, I think it, it's been done in a manner that is fiscally sustainable because we are sitting in a situation where we are under fiscal strain. Um, You know, debt has increased, debt service costs have increased. And if you're thinking about it, the JFRECA is then being used, the valuation gains are then being used to reduce our borrowing costs. And if you also think about it with regards to international comparison, this is nothing untowards, right? It's nothing untowards in a sense that other central banks um, actually do this. It's just that the SAP has not done it 
um, it's not done it ever. And hence, we are now sitting with, um, you know, um, uh, about 500 billion in valuation gains, which, you know, we we now need to tap into. So overall, I think the way that it's being done and, um, you know, there's quite a detailed box in the budget that talks about how they envision the whole drawdown is going to happen. And, you know, the sustainability of the sub is going to be protected. So it's really being done in um, a careful, very considered approach. And it's, you know, it's really nothing to words if you think about um, that other central banks also do it. Mm -hmm. And given the space that, that, that we are in, it's very difficult to see how the minister would have managed to protect the fiscal stance. And I think that's the very important thing is that this is being done to protect the fiscal stance in a sense that we now even have debt to GDP stabilizing at a much lower level uh, relative to what was projected previously. Yeah, it's now going to peak at what, just uh, 75.3%, I think, in 2025-26. And the previous figure, I think, was around 77. So, you know, as long as it is done in a sustainable way, I guess the risk and what would maybe support that comment that Davi Skoltz made is whether or not we see and a way above inflation increase in the public sector wage bill in the second year of the MTEF. And that was raised, I think, in the expanded budget document as a key risk. What do you see as the risks? Because very often budgets, you know, they make sense on spreadsheets and papers and often are forecasts of what the minister and his team expect in the next few years, what do you see as the biggest risks to the assumptions that were made in this budget to stabilizing that debt and uh, realizing a potential surplus in the outer years? I think that's certainly a a major risk, right? And um, I'll get back to this point. Um, So I think the major risks, honestly, are around um, domestic shocks, um, so if we don't turn around SOEs um, and we continue to see them impeding growth, um, that's going to feed into tax revenue numbers. And at the same time, spending pressures are increasing. The other key risk is going to be elections and what that means for um, coalition government and what that means for fiscal policy going forward. Um, So if we were to see, you know, um, a turn towards more uh, fiscal spending and an increase in expenditure, which is funded by the, you know, increase in debt, and that's certainly going to be a key risk because what this essentially means for us to now tab the JFECRA valuation gains, it means we've really run out of room to maneuver. This seems to be, you know, the last trick that we can pull. Um, so, so, so certainly from here on, any fiscal slippage um, will not be able to accommodate it by pulling any further tricks. Absolutely. And another uh, important um, measure of whether or not this was going to be an election year populist type budget was uh, what the finance minister would allocate to NHI. And there was an allocation. I think it was what, 1.4 billion for the NHI mm-hmm. grant over over a period. But there was a, a huge qualifier 
there remain a range of system strengthening activities that are key enablers and then they list all of these activities they need to build a national health information system and digital records they need to upgrade health facilities so that they can actually contract with the fund they and and they go on and on given that <laughs> it, it seems like an nhi is still uh, quite a, quite a distance away it seems like a distance away and i certainly agree and you know what is um Quite funny is that the NHI um, funding comes out in the budget speech, but if you look at the budget documents, um, or well, at least the key highlights in the budget, uh, in the actual budget, NHI is not mentioned. And you know, when during um, the question and answer session with the national treasury officials, they also indicated that they think it's still a long way um, in terms of implementation. You know, simply because there's still so much that needs to be done. So the spending uh, requirement actually comes in um, after the medium term uh, expenditure framework period. So, you know, it seems as if though, if you look at it at a high level, the mention of NHI was really to just appease and, you know, continue from uh, President Ramaphosa's State of the Nation address you know, it's 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 about electioneering. So, you know, the extension of the social relief grant as well as um the NHI allocation, which is so small, honestly, being mentioned there, mm. it, it really is about electioneering. Mm. And then lastly, what did we see on the two pot? I think there was mention made that we're forging ahead and uh, that September date is we're gonna when we're gonna see our, our first ability to withdraw from that savings component. Yes, so that 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 was the um, update, um, and really, I think just reiterating what we already know that um, you know that implementation is going ahead. Um, you know, first of September this year, and I think really trying to remove any uncertainty and speculation as to you know will it really go ahead. And I think this affirmed that that you know the the industry needs to get ready for the two-part system it is going ahead and you know what is um quite important also is that this is going to be very positive for the industry and i think you know also provide relief for households but also um you know we're likely going to see some some of it also come through on the tax revenue side, um, actually, because as yeah. people withdraw their they savings, um, you know, they're going to be taxed. So, you know, we're likely to see that come through in the revenue numbers also. But overall, I think for the sa- savings level, given that two thirds of, you know, our retirement gets to be protected and one third at least can be used. I think overall, this is quite positive and, um, you know, the certainty it, it provides that, yes, it is indeed happening and it's going ahead, um, will be welcomed by the industry. Overall, out of 10, how would you rate this effort? I think with the budget, you know, I don't think there were any surprises. If we think back to our discussion yesterday, um, I, I think pretty much what we expected um, positively, there were no nasty surprises. So overall, I think it's good. And it's not too populistic. It's not, you know, too populistic uh, budget Um you know, the minister did try and, um, you know, do have some restraint. Uh, there was also a, a relief from uh, the, the tech side. So I think overall, um, 
you know, I would give the minister a five out of ten at least. Ah, there we go. Uh, and Paul Modapiana, Executive Chief Economist at Alex Forbes. It reminds me of a great quote. We didn't actually overspend our budget. The allocation simply fell short of our expenditure. You're listening to Classic Business. Classic Business with Michael Avery, sponsored by Alex Forbes. For insight, advice and impact.